Hello, I'm Russ Jones, pastor at Faith Family Worship Center, and this is After the Sermon. of After the Sermon, the podcast where I share with you practical things you can do to get closer to Christ. This is Easter Sunday podcast. So I'm sharing with you some thoughts after I have shared my Easter sermon, uh, Rattling the Bones. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, go to ffwc.us or you can go to uh, FFWC Palm City at our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit subscribe and that bell to get those notifications every time that we update, which is usually weekly. In this message, I challenge people to walk out of their tombs. We live in a life that uh, we think is just wonderful, but in comparison to what God gives us, We just look like dried up bones. And I shared with you out of Ezekiel 34, the vision that Ezekiel had whenever he was in Babylon. The nation of Israel was exiled. They had been all involved in their idolatry and paganism and their enlightenment and philosophies. And they didn't think they needed God anymore. They had just reached a place where, where, you know, yeah, there's a God, so what? And, and that kind of careless attitude God was not going to put up with. Those were his people, and he wasn't about to lose them. But in order to get them to a place where they would repent and they would enjoy his presence again, it took a lot, and that's on them. A lot of people look at God and say, oh, he was just being mean to them. Uh, they, as soon as they repented and as soon as they um, uh, would uh, yield to him, you know, it was going to be okay. But we see in in different places all the way through the scripture that sometimes whole generations don't get it. And sometimes uh, people take a while for the light bulb to go on. Know what I mean? So I wanted to follow up this uh, particular uh, message with a scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I don't talk about it often. Um, Quite frankly, it would take a very long time. I could probably do a whole sermon series on this. And Maybe that would be a good idea. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. 2 Peter 3.18. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. You say, well, what What about that is is so encouraging? Why, why is that one of your favorite scriptures? Because it lays out a very simple plan for you and me to understand Peter was was so on point whenever he said this. Now I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to work from the end to the beginning. Uh, first of all, all glory to him both now and forever. Amen. That that particular passage, that that, that part of that verse, I should say, is that may my life honor his. May I live as a representation. So in other words, Whatever happens in my life, may people see God working in and through me, that he gets the credit, he gets the glory for it, okay? That that he's the one that people say, you know what, God is doing something in this guy's life, and I thank God for it. When people see attitudes change, when they see our lifestyles change, when they see our habits change, to be better, to be more humble, 
um, we live in a world of arrogance and where re we reward pride. We, we uh, actually exalt stupid. Okay, we'll just put it that way. And, and in my message, I talked about how we, we immortalize dry bones. We take these lifestyles of people who, in the end, what does it matter? Does it matter if they had billions of dollars or millions of followers? No, it doesn't. God is not going to check your bank account or your Instagram followership whenever you stand before him on Judgment Day. So we look at this and we say both now and forever, amen, so be it. Amen means so be it. So God, so be it. May you you be glorified. May you get all the credit for everything. But now if he's, if we're going to let that happen, if, if that's going to take place, two things we have to understand, and that's the next part of the verse. Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those are two different things. Those are not the same thing. It's not one big title like the right reverend, righteous, whatever. Um, Lord, God, Master, the one who leads us, the one who has the last word about our lives, the one who is our judge. When we recognize this, that he is the one who gets the last word in what we say and what we do, we yield our life to him. Most of the time, people think that God is working in an agreement with us. We think of it and he goes along with it. <laughs> no, we ask his will and we follow it and see the difference. And whenever we follow his will, he leads us as the Bible says, and paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In other words, he leads us righteousness in a right relationship with him. A lot of people want a relationship with him, but they want it on their own terms. Therefore, they will not allow God to be God in their life. We have to not only accept it, we embrace it. That his truth is above all other truth, that the word of God is our guide for daily living. And even though the world disagrees with what the Bible has to say, that's okay, because the Bible said it's gonna happen, number one, and number two, there are centuries, a couple of millennia of proof that the Bible is true. We've seen it, we've experienced it, we know it. So when we talk about him being our Lord, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we listening to his will and are we following it? Are we doing it? Savior, Lord and Savior. Now, Savior is easy for us to understand. We need salvation. Now I know some people out there may be going, what do I need to be saved from? Your sins. You see, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, says that in Romans. And it says that sin, the wages of sin is death. The sin in our life is going to cause death, not only just a physical death, but a spiritual death, an emotional death, a financial, relational. Sin seeks to destroy everything it touches. It is a cancer that cannot be removed on our own. We need Jesus. You know, in a lot of people, I had someone look at me square in the eye and said, I don't need another man to die for me, for me to be saved. And I said, I agree, no man can die for you. 
Jesus was the son of God. Yes, the son of man. Oh, that's another podcast. But he was the son of God. He was sinless, which means that he was a sacrifice. He willingly gave his life. No, that wasn't suicidal. That wasn't something crazy. He willingly gave his life so that you could be forgiven. Think about that. We couldn't do it. So Jesus, understanding, came to earth in order to be who he needed to be for us so that we could have a restored relationship with our Creator and Lord so that we could follow him, so that he could lead us and bless us and be glorified through our lives now and forever. Remember the end of the verse, forever, eternity. That's eternity. That means forever, in case you're wondering. I'm just saying that's, that's a long time. Well, there's actually no time in heaven. We're, we're not going to notice, but okay, you get the point, right? So a lot of people want a Savior. They'll come and they'll say, oh, Lord, forgive me of my sins, but they never allow him to be Lord, and they wonder how come all of this religious Christian stuff, as they put it, doesn't work. Well, it's not about religion. Religion is about man reaching up to God. Our faith following Jesus is about God reaching down to us. And whenever we yield our lives, submit, humble ourselves, the Bible says. And what does humility mean? It means that we recognize that we cannot take our next breath unless God gives us permission, that he holds all of the authority over our lives. Now, Jesus, Savior, Christ, Messiah, we see this. That, that it's here, that he is our Savior, our Lord, the one who is here to redeem. Redeem means to buy back. He bought us back from our sins with his blood. And he rose to life three days later. That's important. Why? Because, well, dead men can't forgive you. His life is what he gives you. And through his death, he's able to do that. And so he is now ascended to the right hand of the Father. Um, you know that we read about that in Scripture in um, the end of Matthew, the beginning of Acts, I should say, Acts chapter 1, because that's the best place he can be in the universe in order to love you as much as possible. But for that to happen, we have to go back and say, you are my Lord, my leader, my sovereign director of my life. Now, let's move on. Grace and knowledge. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just what it sounds like. Knowledge. Um, what we know about him. But let's work on grace here for just a second. First of all, if you don't know the grace of God, um, that, that's going to be a little bit frustrating for you because grace, the unmerited favor of God, is the reason why we can experience salvation. God has mercy on us. And we talk about mercy and grace all the time. Mercy is what God has for us. He looks upon us with mercy and he says, you need forgiveness. Grace extends that forgiveness. Even though we cannot earn it, we don't deserve it. There's nothing that we can do to work for it. As Paul uh, wrote the, that the um, um, salvation is by grace through faith. 
the fact that we believe that Jesus Christ is uh, our Savior and Lord. It's by grace through faith. And in, in that faith that we believe that he died on a cross and rose out of a grave, we, we can experience his salvation. We can ask for and receive it. And it releases us, the mercy and grace of God, releases us from the guilt that we feel from offending God with our sins. And, and it's not something to be taken lightly. It's something that we should embrace with everything that we have, that even all through our life, as we continue to make mistakes, his grace is still being extended to us, not to be taken advantage of, but to be a part of who we are. Now, the knowledge is to possess the, the understanding, the views, the person, the character, the work, the sum, the essence of everything about our faith that is in Christ. If you take Jesus out of the scenario, if you, if you take him completely um, out of religion, you got no religion, you got nothing. You got no Christianity, you don't have a Bible, the Old Testament doesn't work, the New Testament doesn't work, everything falls apart. Everything focuses on Jesus, the Son of God. And so we want to understand him better. We want to know his character. We want to allow him to, to show us who he is. And it's essential in our lives that we understand this, not only for what is today, but for what is to come. And, and the scripture is very, the Bible is very clear about our future. It lets us know enough to know that we want to stay with Jesus now and forevermore. Now, the other options are rather warm and, well, hmm burning hot. Anyhow, the, uh, uh, and, and there's lots of people out there who have lots of opinions about who Jesus is and all the rest of this stuff, but let's boil it down here. What does the Bible say? The Bible is our rule of faith. That's what it says. It, it's there to guide us, direct us, and the Holy Spirit is here to, to inspire us, to help us understand these things. Now, I'll talk about God, Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, or the, whole, um, or the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the three-in-one, another podcast, okay. Um, but, but then, nonetheless, all of this is there to, for us to understand his character, to get to know him better. That's what a real relationship with Jesus is all about, to get in, getting to know him more, to know who he is and experience his presence in our life, which is like nothing, uh, nothing else we've ever experienced. There is no greater joy to be found. There is no greater love to be known. There, there is no greater hope to have in our life than to know Christ and know him well in, in our hearts and lives, the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We gotta grow in those things. There's the last thing I'm gonna point out. We must grow in them. So you come to church, well, I know everything I need to know about God. Listen, I've been doing this my whole life and I still don't know squat. Okay, come on. My knowledge and understanding is, is just a drop in, a, in, in an ocean of, of who God is. He reveals to us what we need to know. He reveals to us what, what we can understand and what, what, we, what we need to know in order to be able to follow him and, and to experience him. But I guarantee you, whenever you get to heaven 
If you're like me, you'll probably find John, who wrote the book of Revelation, who gives us such beautiful language and a description of what heaven looks like. And uh, we'll just look at him and go, dude, I know you did your best, but man, that, that is, wasn't even close. We don't, we don't get it. We're not supposed to get it. And that's a wonderful thing. You say, why is that, Pastor? Because if you understood everything about God, you would be God. I would be God. Neither one of us want that, right? God must be bigger than us. And so we understand that. So we must grow. That means we pray. We listen. We learn from those who are gifted of God to teach us and to inspire us and encourage us. We read the Bible. We read it to understand it and to learn more about who he is, to understand his, God's character and nature in our lives, and to know his grace, to go there, to uh, to discover his purposes and his will about everything, our emotions, our finances, our relationships, uh, body, soul, spirit, everything is included. And that's what we must continue to seek and grow in and make a priority of our lives every day. As Jesus taught us in his prayer, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? It means we depend upon him every day. Every day we must go for him. We don't pray. He didn't say pray once a week, once a month, once a year for everything you need. He said pray every day. Every day has new mercies and every day has new challenges and you need Jesus every day. Father, I thank you for what you've done for your many blessings, and I pray that you pour out your spirit upon your people right now. For everyone that is listening, I pray that they have accepted Christ as their Savior. If not, I I ask that you will begin to move in our hearts right now, and they would pray this prayer. Father in heaven, forgive me of my sins. You are the Son of God who died on a cross and rose from a grave just for me. I need you in my life today, and I accept you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, hey, let me know. Just email me at pastorrustjones at gmail.com. I'll be happy to make some connections with you. You can go to our website at ffwc.us. And if you are just had, have been in our services, either online or, or um, um, in-house, we are going to be offering a foundations class for, for people who prayed that prayer. And that's going to be coming up here um, in uh, May 1st. May 1st, yes, there we go. And it will be online and in-house. But And if you're in-house, free lunch, okay? So looking forward to all of that. God bless you. You take it easy. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. If you would like to know more about Faith Family Worship Center, please visit the website at ffwc.us. Check out our YouTube channel, FFWC Palm City. And you can also visit my website, russjones.us.